All right, welcome back to <laughs> another, sessions. oh my God, another edition of the Underground Sessions. Uh, underground. The under, Underground <laughs> Sessions. <laughs> All right, we're starting off special hot Special episode. Why? This is a special episode. So we're closing in on a year of Christian being a part of the podcast. Everybody, round of applause. All right, yeah. Woo. Anyway. Golf clap. We asked Christian... How should we celebrate? And of it was course, more like you guys thought of like, what do I do on the podcast? Yeah, like, we'll drink beer. So Christian, Christian drinks like beer, that. and uh, we decided we're going to do an episode specifically drinking beer, but more so than usual, I guess. Yeah, we usually drink yeah, beer, we but we're drinking special more special topics and uh, categories for you guys. And which yeah. is now is a great time to explain that. This episode is sponsored by Low Res Brewing, the tastiest darn beers in all of Chicago. The finest. And uh, shout outs to Dave, who uh, provided us with the tools necessary to record this special episode of Underground Under the Influence. (laughs) See, everything comes on the spot here. Anyways, we've got a uh, whole little amplifier full of topics that Sober Us decided on. And uh, we're just going to... Buzzed us is going to discuss. Yeah. Not that you can you can tell that Sober Us came up with these topics. Well, I mean, Sober Us and Drunk Us are probably pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Christian, would you like to do the honor, sir? Yeah, first dude. Take, take, first take the first one. one first one. Take the first one. Right. Drum roll, please. And the first and topic, chose. the champion of destiny. <laughs> Next big... Next, wow, I screwed that up. Oh. <laughs> next big music genre. The next right. big next music, music genre. genre. So I put in parentheses ska. So Christian thinks there's another wave of ska coming. The fourth wave. So the what, fourth well, wave of ska is let's, coming. Uh, let's kind of go through our, our just basic what are we doing, and then we'll kind of go and explain in a little bit detail. So after. you know what? Like, honestly, I think um, like that kind of like outlaw country. Like, I see that, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look, there's a lot of artists... Um, obviously like someone like a Sturgill Simpson or, you know, Tyler Childers are kind of on the, the outskirts of that outlaw country kind of stuff. But you got a lot of guys of like Coulter wall and, um, some of that kind of like weird and even, even into like shaky graves is a little more blues influence, but there's still those like elements of like that, that old school outlaw country. I think like that could make a real resurgence. I'm going to change my answer from Ska. To Outlaw Country? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won me. Let's go. You know, let's do like Always Sunny in that, uh, can we reference, can we, can we say that? I think we can reference okay, TV anyway. shows. The episode where they have to swing each other in the court case in the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on the fence now about Ska. He's on the fence about Ska. Ska. Mike, what are you thinking? Man, um, you know, I, I have to agree. I mean, we've had this conversation before in the past, but... It you know it just uh, it really lends itself to what's going on. I mean, there's so many artists that are like that kind of country blues, maybe even a little folk inspiration in their music. Obviously, they have their own flavors. It's not as so straightforward, but I really agree that's coming back, which is cool because that's kind of like the root of all music, in a sense. Yeah, you know, it's country and blues. You know, yeah, and country's just blues well with a southern music. accent originally. Yeah, as right? well as yeah. Folk. yeah so, um, Was it blue southern. Well, yeah, but they didn't have a crazy accent. accent. 
you got go. me there. But no, I mean, it's it's weird because there's kind of this like melding of genres, right? Like, because you have the Marcus King types and Just stuff. about the same. He had a, he had this cool country-styled album, and then he's got like a horn section in his music, yeah, and it's awesome. It's, so it's, it's really cool because cool. it's, yeah, it's just different types of similar music, I guess. Like, there's a lot of people doing that like Southern blues country rock. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a fusion. It's a fusion. It's a fusion, but it, it lends itself more to like the days of... I don't know, like, like I guess, like a Johnny Cash or someone mm. of authentic. Yeah, they're going back to the roots, writing, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's not just the roots my, with their modern flair, really. My dog got hit by a pickup truck, and my woman left me. And there was a YouTube what other video. cliches? Other no, there was a YouTube video on this where some guy combined all the lyrics that are mostly said in most popular country yeah. songs. Yeah, those phrases like painted on jeans. <laughs> Pickup trucks, yeah, beer, and jeans. Just a montage blue jeans the is the one we forgot. Yeah, so I put my blue jeans on and got my pickup truck. Yeah. Me and my dog, because my woman left me, because I got hammered on beer. <laughs> He's got hammered <laughs> on beer. We wrote a goddamn country <laughs> song. <laughs> so anyway, we are we going to talk about the fourth wave of sky you thought was coming before I said anything? Yeah, see, or since are you're you? on the fence, you kind of have two <laughs> answers, really. I I like the old waves of ska. Like, who doesn't? That's kind of what we grew up on. It's vibey and it's upbeat. Yeah, I agree with you. It's There's upbeat. too many fedoras for me. Oh, that's not that. That's not Scott's problem. That was the people that made <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was the people's <laughs> yeah, problem. That was their fault. Oh. <laughs> the music didn't. <laughs> no, no, I agree though. I mean, like, yeah, I grew up on. Um, and I know people debate whether or not Sublime is ska or not, but like. Grew up on Sublime and, um, like, real big fish, stuff like that. We all went through that phase growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Sublime is still awesome. I mean, Sublime what's better than up. a Sublime song on in summer? I mean. Yeah, it, it did, still holds up. And yes. I think I think there were bands that got close and then shifted gears way too late. Like You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we, we were talking about Dirty Heads. Dirty Heads could have been the them. They could have been it. You know, they you think they, they changed their direction too late? Yeah, yeah, they were like already kind of like had a bass falling for their sound, and then they they could have they could have done the ska thing, and I think they lent they more the towards vibes. they went lent way more towards like hip hop, and it, yeah, it got a little bit weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dirty Heads, if you're listening, you got a little weird. You so went off the rails. I like some of your music, yeah, but you could have been the ones. Also, they came out with music so much like. Album They're like album two albums a year for yeah, quite was, some time. Yeah, they they, they were they were hitting music. the uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, album release yes. schedule just four albums a year. Can for we can we pivot? Because I've been uh, looking at all the concerts for this year. Okay, music festivals. Uh huh. King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard is at every single festival. Yeah, we're going to all of them. They're almost like the festival kings because of that one cult band that everyone goes to. You know. They're almost like a jam band, though, too. Like, it's oh, weird yeah. because it's like they have the, these, like, like songs that are more metal-influenced, I feel like, and then they have these, like, funk songs. Like, they're all over the place. Like, each album they do has its own specific flavor. Yeah. But live, they're almost like a jam band. Like, it's weird. I, I mean, I don't know how, any better way to no, explain I know it. They have this, like, cult following of people who, like, go there. Because I had a, like, had a different experience in watching some of the stuff that they had live because... I went to the concert where they had uh, the album that they released, Infest the Rat's Nest, which was like their 
like thrash metal album and they played like traditional songs because there's lyrics to them and stuff like that but then you know you watch some of their you know live at pitchfork or you know whatever concert they're you know they're jamming for eight minutes because a song is eight minutes but yeah. you know it's a jam you know so they have yeah like you said they, they make so much different kind of music so some of it lends to singer songwriter and some just lends to the music doing the talking yeah right up there with karungbun <laughs> karungi bun uh krungbin yes krungbin. I'm, I'm not a fan of bands that i can't spell yeah krungbin tighten up um we love you. That's um, that should be like a basic thing. Like, can I spell it good? Because then I can find can, them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can I spell it? Can I pronounce it? Because I watched an interview with them, kind of random side topic, but they named they had that name for the band just because they sounded cool, and they had no expectation or no realization that they, the music that they made, like people were going to really dig, and then it stuck, and then they just it just they couldn't change it because it was too late. Yeah, <laughs> their their name was already Krungbin. It's a good sign. And now, now it's like part of their mystique. Yeah. Does it mean anything? It means, I believe it means uh, it's airplane in, um, is it Thai, I think? <laughs> yeah, they have it on their Instagram handle. Let me actually look at That's wild. Hey, airplane's been used in English already. They had to find another language. Yeah, but there's, has there been a band called Airplane? Jefferson Airplane. Well, Jefferson's know, airplane still, is different than name, someone else's airplane. The word's okay. in there, all right? It's, yeah, God damn it. Anyway, next next card? No. Are we, so do we agree on the next wave of music? Yeah. yeah Outlaw, it's, country it's, blues? It's, yeah. it's hard to deny. There's just so many, even new bands or even guys that are starting to become famous have that kind of flavor. Absolutely. All right. It's who's, hard who's to deny. Yeah. Me? Yeah, I'm we'll picking. go online. What's coming out of the champ? I thought it, I didn't realize it was (laughs) folded twice. All right. Last songs we searched for on Spotify. This could get real embarrassing, gentlemen. Yeah, because on New Year's and Mike was there, I'm pretty sure I searched party in the USA. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see here. That's a please Last search. I got to filter my. uh, No filtering. Well, I got to recently add it. I can't just. You know what? That's solid. I stand by it. It wasn't a song. Or does it have to be a song or can it be an album? It could be an album. Let's do it. Yeah, your last, right, last, last search. Song or album. Last search. Last search. Okay, my last search was Electric Mud from Muddy Waters. That's my third to last search. Oh, I beat you to it. Well, after that was Dan Auerbach. Why not? And then Midnight North, because uh, Jen from Soldier Straps was talking about them. Yeah. Which, so, by the way. Shout out to Soldier Straps. Yeah. The best guitar straps in the game. Actually, where we were all day today. We were at Soldier Straps all day. We were working on the school. <laughs> Exciting stuff coming out. Exciting things. Well, Anyways, Mike, what's your... Uh, he seems real quiet over there. What's Mr. Adele listener? Adele. So I hear listening to Adele. I, uh, I actually started to listen to uh, Esther Phillips. So I haven't... Uh, I haven't kind of gone down her uh, rabbit hole yet but i've started to uh, listen to her and recently followed her i heard her song at like um i think some restaurant and i had like you know siri listen to this and tell me what it is and like standing in the middle great. of the restroom <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. always want to do that interesting yeah i don't know too much about her i just heard her on on, yeah. on the radio and then i was like well i'm gonna definitely gonna dive into the spotify okay that's my favorite when you're at a place and you hear a really good song you like and you just find a whole new artist yeah yeah Okay, so should we do our top three? 
top three most recent, right? Keep it a little more entertaining than just like I searched for this song. Yeah, well, the fact that both of us last listened to Electric Mud album. Well, so our Spotify, <laughs> when Spotify does their wrapped, Christian sent me his, and they were very similar. Then it turns out they have a new thing where you can compare your music tastes to your friends. Christian and I were a 99% match. That was a really uncomfortable high five. <laughs> anyway, so uh, my top three, I got Electric Mud from Muddy Waters, and then prior to that was Howlin' Wolf, and prior to that was Father John Misty because his new single just came out, and I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of it. Big Father John Misty guy. I know that. <laughs> I, you sent me searching for his live album in the Blue Room in Nashville. Oh yeah, that's it right. Took me yeah, like three places to find. Well, haven't didn't you get like a but Father I got John it. Misty vinyl like a long time ago? Signed. Didn't? Yeah, it was and one then, like it was like one of the f- and then the plastic cover cracked when I was moving. Did it really? Oh, it's that yeah, one. Yeah, and oh, it broke shoot. right through the signature. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know what to do. So, Father John Misty, if you're listening to this, and you can send me a Just new sign signed, a different corner. <laughs> signed copy of Pure Comedy, brand new. That'd be sick. I appreciate you. Because it's his fault you broke it. It's his fault I broke it. So he has to sign you another <laughs> one. Okay. It's not his fault. I'll pay him for it. But if he could sign another one for me, it's not like I have direct contact to him. This is... The best medium that I have. <laughs> this is my only shot. Everybody tag Father John Misty in this video. I would like a new album, please. Just annoy him until he... I have three copies. Movie. I have three copies of Pure Comedy. Why? Well, so I... Pre- well, one's damaged, and he doesn't want to damage it more. No, 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 no. And then he's got one so, that says Beater. <laughs> no, so I pre-ordered it, right? And got just the regular black vinyl. And then I was at a store, and they had one that was the special edition platinum and gold and then i went to a father john misty show at chicago theater and they had the album behind the counter of which he randomly signed a few right and i was gonna go spend the 50 bucks on something else and i asked the guy he's like no it's special edition it's got like this hard plastic sleeve and a tarot card and all this cool little extra stuff and I was like, I don't know, man, if I want to spend the 50 bucks. And he goes, you want to spend the 50 bucks? And I was like, ah, but he, I sold you. he sold you. Well, I'm assuming he looked down and saw that it had a signature on it. He was like, dude, stop considering it. Just buy the goddamn album for 50 bucks. That's got the signature of the guy you're going to go see right now. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. Great dude. Great dude. He probably got fired because that seems like something you're not supposed to do. But anyway... That's how I got my third copy of that album. So, like, if I could just send you one of the other copies. So, it's okay to get it signed twice, then. Yeah. If We've I could had just. had this discussion before. I know. That's Black why I'm Pistol bringing Fire, it up. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> sign Christian's album twice. Okay, anyway, that's my top three. Christian, what's your top three? Uh, here's something. I have, I'm skipping the top three because. Three most recent searches. It's a whole bunch of randomness, but, you know. Who yeah, I that's really the point. To? Like, that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about three most recent searches. We can talk about what you really got into later when we run out of questions in the champ. I said my three in the champ. I said my three most recent. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a great amp. It is. It's a little. Uh, right, well, little I'll do champ. my three then. So okay, I first I did, a, I did an Esther Phillips, and then I have um, the dip. Definitely been. The dip. S- still. Dip new singles out by the dip. Yes. Is, 
I don't know everything. Every, I li- I've listened everything to even their from the dip is a their EPs to their full releases. Like everything, you just you just put that album on and you press play. There's no skips. Yeah. There's nothing. Um, and then the last band is uh, is Dirty Honey because they came out with a new single. Dirty Honey and, is uh, great too. That's a good top three recent searches. Well, yeah, Dirty Honey is just like straightforward rock and roll. Yeah, Gibson Les Pauls into a Marshall. I mean, gotta what love else it. is better than that? Honestly. So gotta love it. Those are my top three. Anyway, so okay, so the last three I actually listened to because I've been searching for some that I haven't listened to yet. Okay, was Dan Auerbach. Shocking. We're in Michigan right now, by the way. Shocking. 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 <laughs> we're in Michigan, by the way, so we Shocking. had to drive up here, and so I listened to him on the drive. It was nice. Shocking. It was great. Hey. After that, Electric Mud. Okay, great, great album. album. One, One of, of the greatest of all time. Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. And crazy. Then, it's crazy good. After that was actually the Who. Okay. Who? Yeah, nice. The Who. Yeah, I didn't expect that from you, Christian, honestly. I was at work. I was in the mood for the Who. Okay. So what album is it is it one of those like to? uh when the when the you have that like I feel like taste Dr. For Seuss it? out here, dude. What album from the Who did you listen to? Calm down. I'm asking. You're, you're going to be aggressive when it comes I'm going to be Who. aggressive. I'm going to be aggressive. What is the album you listen to? I put it on shuffle. I wanted like an overall experience. Well, it's been a great year, everybody, but Christian <laughs> is off the podcast. <laughs> ah, we appreciate everything you've done, my friend, but... <laughs> I've been fired like three times. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've fired myself more times than that. Anyways, for those keeping track at home, we're now on Damon number three. This is that. Thank you, Low Res Brewing. You're the best, Dave. Low res knows how to treat us. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as you can tell, we're kind of addicted to the Damons. <laughs> They're we, too good not to have. That's we the like them that so much that we're using them as a unit of measurement for our alcohol consumption for this episode. Because you can tell, like, okay, let's say one Damon, you're you're pretty relaxed. Two Damons, you're having a good time. Three Damons. You look like this guy. That's that's five Damons right there. That's a, that's, that's five, a five that's Damon a five photo. Damon. <laughs> it's a realistic photo of Mike after five Damons. Um, I can't help but notice you don't have any more Damons staged. Just, I don't know how I'm supposed to stage them. You're supposed to stage them. Do we do we have a, a beer person? We should get a beer assistant. We had an intern. But we fired him. We couldn't make enough money to yeah, keep the intern. Yeah, furlough. Yeah, yeah furlough? oh, furloughed. Yeah, he's still on the team. We just can't pay him right now. Yeah. Be here today. Yeah, that would have been nice. Shame. Well, that's yeah. probably why we furloughed him. We're Shame. like, well, he's not ready. For anyway, the next Christian, step. why don't you go get yourself a couple beers staged? Why don't you get some for Mike? Because Mike is not. You know, why don't we just take a break and you guys go get some beers? Because I'm the only one prepared for this episode. All right, grab the next. Mike has. Mike has to do the uh, next topic. Mike's got the next. Hello, this is Jen from Soldier Guitar Straps. Shout out to the Underground Sessions podcast. Me and the guys uh, have been out here, as well as some other friends of ours. Um, Been out here all day helping out at the school. Can't wait to show you guys some super cool stuff that Jen has cooking up out here. It is going to be some next level stuff. But uh, as always, you can follow us at The Underground Sessions on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, I think that's the thing. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There's other other stuff. 
Just search the Underground Sessions. It's all good. And then you can follow Soldier at S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R Straps on Instagram and Facebook. And then S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R dot U-S. It's the website. Order all your guitar straps, bags, belts, headbands, all that good stuff. There's so many things. Dog collars. You can make your dog match your guitar. It's the best. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Anyways, now that my co-hosts are prepared again, and you've listened to that wonderful little, message. Little from, pit stop. From Jen from Soldier Straps, and now you understand the importance of right. owning a Soldier Strap for your guitars. hope you don't forget to put the promo for Soldier in front of that. How would I do that? You just forget. I'm going to listen to the episode, <laughs> and there's going to be a weird gap in time when you guys are getting beers. And then me saying, I hope you enjoyed that promo right, from we'll Jen from Soldiers. I, oh, God. Mike. Mike, pick your card. Topic. God. Sync clap. <laughs> to the champ. Pick your card. All right. Uh, let me see. What do we get? From the champ. From the champ. Too late, late album, album reviews. reviews. <laughs> All right. So this is a new segment we have discussed. Dun, and dun. Uh, this is a way too late album review. So we're going to be reviewing an album that came out a really long time ago. And everybody already knows. But we'll go through track by track. Do we have an idea of what album we want to review way too late? Uh, we had we some ideas. Or should we just shuffle? Should we just go back and like look at our playlist and choose one from way back? Mike, how familiar are you with Electric Mud? Because that seems to be... Uh, Electric Mud? Electric I'm, Mud. Okay. I'm not, like, invested in well, that album specifically. No. Wow. Like you guys are. We that didn't sucks. prepare for this segment, obviously. We did not. Uh, we prepared very little for this entire show. Huh. I think throughout the history of us doing this show, we have prepared very little. That's our thing. Okay, anyway, Electric Mud. Way too late album review. Uh, the album came out in 1968. So we're, so hold on a little bit of history on it. Muddy Waters needed some money, basically. Yeah, and well, I think it was Marshall Chess that said, "Hey, do this." One of the Chess brothers no, from the Sun, I think. Was it the Sun? I think it was the Sun. Oh boy, controversy. In turn, we're three Damons deep. So three Damons. Don't quote me. Don't quote him. One of the people of the Chess family of Chess Records in Chicago. Yes. There we go. That's how that works. Much better. All right, there we go, boys. Uh, recommended or advised Muddy Waters to do an album with some pedals, you know, some fuzz pedals, some jazzy backup band, stuff like that. And uh, they came out with Electric Mud, and it came out with a lot of controversy at first. And now it's one of the greatest albums that changed history. All right. So let's, let's go through some of the highlights of this album, because a lot of them were songs from other Muddy Waters albums that just were redone. Redone. You know, like, way. yeah, like Manish Boy. Yeah. Manish Boy was a little bit more straightforward blues, right? I mean. Yeah. There's been a lot of covers of it, and they're all kind of in the same realm, you know? Yeah. I love Manish Boy because not only did he do, like, Jimi Hendrix did a cover of that one, too, in his way. A lot of people did. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, if there's some way to just Google and see how many people have of all covered time. this yeah. song. Yeah, the it most the like most covered song. Yeah, that would be sidetracked from our too late album review. Yeah, but oh. that'd be really interesting. What do you guys think the most covered song of all time would be? Oh man, Wonderwall. 
Well, so it depends, right? So I was gonna, are I was we talking like any kind of cover, like some douche in college trying to impress some girl on his dorm? Is that count as a cover? Are we talking about a professional musician covering another professional professional musician musician that signed to an album that got the rights to use that song and record it in his own way? Because then it's not Wonderwall. I don't think I've ever heard a cover of Wonderwall. Yeah, I think that's more. Yeah, no, no. Actually done by someone good. I my vote would be Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. I can think of of three off the top of my head. It's a great song. Well, yeah, I think of the big ones, but there's a lot of like guitar players that like. Uh, you know. That makes sense. It does. Christian just looked it up. Number one is Yesterday by the Beatles. I don't know why I didn't even think about the Beatles. I didn't even think about the Beatles. Not not like the most influential or famous band of all time or anything. Yeah. But I've but never whatever. heard of another. I don't know. You've never heard of anyone covering Yesterday from the Beatles? No, I've never listened to a song that's Yesterday that's called Yesterday. Don't want to get sued. Didn't mean to do that. <gasps> Oh, oh yeah, shit. well, especially now that Disney owns Beatles. Careful. So wait, wait, what's number two? <laughs> number two Satisfaction. is so here's you don't want to know something interesting. Tie back to Muddy Waters, right? Everybody knows that Muddy Waters was the influence for the name of the Rolling Stones. What you might not have known is Keith Richards and Mick Jagger actually met because they were the only they noticed each other having records from Chess Records in Chicago at a record store in London, and they were like, hey. That guy's pretty cool. Do you want to do music? Do you want to form the one of the biggest bands in history? But no, so here's what's cool. So officially, Satisfaction was recorded at RCA Studios. But the first take of Satisfaction, the first version, was actually recorded at Chess Records in Chicago. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know why they went back and did the second version. I'd be interested to see if we can get our hands on, like, a version, right? Because I know all that stuff is re-released and re-released at this point. But yeah. yeah, it's been mixed and mastered how many times? I don't know. I don't know if there is a, an existing copy of the actual original master. Well, not even the original master, just that first take at chess, because the, the master from the one at RCA is re- readily available, I guess. But that's a great fact. It is a great fact. Chess Records making a heavy appearance in this week's episode. Why? We're not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> anyway. It's hush, hush. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, let's go back to Electric Mud, right? She's All Right. Eater. How about? One of my favorite songs on the album. How about the cover at the end? I was thinking you'd never ask. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. My girl. Has taken a whole new like view in my mind. Yeah, hearing Muddy Waters play it is so good, and the fact that they went from "She's All Right" to just a random cover of a song is just brilliant. Yeah, it's the album as a whole is one of my favorite albums of all time. So it's for this short, way sweet. too late album review, I'm giving it a perfect five out of five stars. Yeah, five out of five Damons. Five out of five Damons. Like five that. out of five Damons. <laughs> Hold on. After One, three. two, is three. That our, is that our official four. UGS? Wait. Underground Sessions vote? Five. Five out of five Damons. That's, for, no, that's, five. that's five. Six. Six out of five Damons for Electric Mud. <laughs> Seven out of five Damons. <laughs> Seven out of five <laughs> Damons. Electric Mud, these are mine. This is yours. No, you took my open one. Oh, there was an open one? Oh, I didn't realize one of these had beer in it still. There you go, buddy. Anyway. Mike, what do you think of Electric Mud? Haven't listened to it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that Mike is now off of the podcast. <laughs> For the fourth time. I yeah. am, from this episode forward, doing the podcast solo. That's my beer. Stop. <laughs> I didn't think I drank this much. Oh, maybe that is mine. Well, you guys are having real fun over there. <laughs> yeah, we are. Actually, anyway. Uh, this is not mine because I don't open mine like that. How do you open your beer? There's only one way to open beer. I open it fully. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. You open it what? Full. Mike is now oh. off the podcast. <laughs> I will be doing any episode past this episode by myself. Wait, what about me? You got fired for shuffling the who instead of choosing an album. I wanted the full experience. If you wanted the right experience, you should have just listened to an album. Which one? Quadrophenia, Tommy, Who's Next? But they're all on the shuffle playlist. Songs are in the shuffle playlist, not albums. Tighten up. Next topic. Next topic, Christian. <laughs> Real hipster up. of vinyl showing through, Dylan. It's not, it has nothing to do with vinyl. It has everything to do with You can't I, skip. Pick an album and choose one. It has everything to do with the fact that a concept album is meant to be listened to from start to finish. Okay. All right. All right. As you can tell. Into the champ the of The five destiny. demons are taking its toll. Who's drawing now? <laughs> Anyways. Ooh, this is a good one. Holy Grail Records. So, like, what is like something? Like bucket list. Like there bucket list albums that you want to spend all of your money on. This is oh. hard. We didn't prepare for this one. Well, I thought we all just stopped because Cassie came. Oh, no, well, I was thinking. Oh, okay. Um, Anyways. Um... Bucket list vinyl. Dylan, go first because I know you Holy have, you, you have like, vinyl. You have a I have a running tab. So, <laughs> all right. So here's where we're going to start. As he takes away Ladies five, and he gentlemen. adds on ten. That's how the list Well, works. so, I mean, there's. <laughs> I've been very fortunate to find a lot of the stuff that I've wanted. Just in the sense of, like, um, like late 90s hip-hop kind of stuff. Like, Lupe That's Fiasco's. True. Food and Liquor, like, I think is an incredible album and was only pressed to vinyl for a very short period of time, and I got a copy of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that, I think, is super cool, and it's kind of hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, Holy Grail vinyl, though. I mean, you got to look at, like, first copies of, like, early Pink Floyd stuff. Even if you don't like that music as much as later Pink Floyd stuff, like, there's copies of metal and... Uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn that are going for like five or six hundred dollars for a record. Like it's like that's got to be on the Holy Grail list just because of the like notoriety of it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a hard question. There's a lot of really interesting, you know, there's there's a lot of really interesting like variations to records. I mean, even we were at Chicago Vinyl Connect. There's a copy of Led Zeppelin 2, and I was like, oh, man, I got to pick up Led Zeppelin 2. Ask him, oh, this one's $90. Why is this $90? Well, they screwed it up, and it's, uh, you know, the bass frequency is way too high, and, like, the needle will bounce right off of it and whatever. But It's a misprint. Yeah, it's a misprint, basically, but it's like, it's like, oh, man, it's not even listenable, but I kind of want it. You know, like that's stuff like that much. is is so. No. That's that's a little too collectible. Yeah, I'll draw the line. Trailer yeah. kind of stuff. I'm well, gonna... for sure. Like, obviously, my money is gonna go towards stuff that's listenable and stuff that I want. But it's we almost bought it. So 
Oh, I didn't almost you buy it. it. I wanted it, but I wasn't exactly. going to spend $80 on it, okay? Um, <laughs> but it's rare, Dylan. It's super rare. <clears throat> but it that question becomes uh, more and more loaded with the resurgence in vinyl, right? Like all this stuff that we once thought was like a holy grail, like I'll never find this again. Random sign are we talking about special edition stuff or just uh, just albums in just general? Just in general. Just something you, you yeah. need in the okay. collection. Okay, I think. yeah. Like the, the special edition could be almost anything because, again, they're all exactly. one of whatever. But I think, I think the issue then becomes because, like, there's albums that I want on vinyl that they never press to vinyl, right? Mm. But now with vinyl mm. coming back, there's stuff that is more prevalent, right? Like, they started repressing Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. They started repressing all the early Pink Floyd stuff that was worth a ton of money. They started making new pressings of uh, some of the Talking Heads stuff that was really hard to find. Like so, it's it's interesting to say like this is my Holy Grail album. I guess you could say an original pressing, but yeah. Um, in many aspects, like if you're looking for it for the quality of the music, like the new pressings are better than the old pressings, right? Yeah, the quality so, of the 180 gram, the whole remaster, yeah. perfect so it's, mixing and mastering. It becomes like kind of like a loaded question. It's a little bit weird. But um, we could just do it the basis of like the artist and the album, you know, like because it Actually, is. Actually, you know what? I do. I have a Holy Grail vinyl that I is hard to find. Is John Mayer, Where the Light, uh, what is it? Where the Light is live? Live. Yeah. Oh, that live, the whole live concert? Yeah, they the, there's some pressings on vinyl available, but that mm. is an unbelievable yeah. live. Did they did voice. they ever make? I have no idea. I've never seen one in person. I've only heard rumors that they exist. So you don't know if it's real. It's on Discogs, so I would assume it's real. But I can only find them. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a really great live album, and something that came out way past the. Prime of vinyl, but a little bit too early for the resurgence of vinyl. Yeah. You know, like, I think, yeah, if I if I could find a copy of that, that would be crazy. That would be a really good one to get. Okay. All right. Mine, uh, mine's pretty simple, but uh, I really want Black Magic from uh, Magic Sam. I Ooh. Really, I really want that album so bad. That's a great one. We were talking about Magic Sam the other day. Yeah, he he was like one of those guys that I found out from J.D. Simo, who, if you guys haven't heard of him, he's a local Chicago, well, I guess, used to live in Chicago, but he's from here, and he's a great blues guitarist, um, and he was like posting something, and I've never heard of Magic Sam, and he's one of those guys that was at the cusp in Chicago music, and then unfortunately had a passing, so he never got to become like really, really big, but... Um, his albums are just so hard to find because they were not as mass distributed because he wasn't very famous. So he's um, just kind of there back. He in was the in day. the he yeah. was in the middle trying to like he was again he was at the cusp like breaking through, but he never got that far. And so That's, the albums are so far and in between, and especially the one that I want was like at the middle tail end of his career. So he wasn't you know, and it's just so hard because I've I've found copies and stuff that maybe fakes, and some of them are a few hundred bucks. So they're like, oh, it's a repressing for like eighty bucks. I'm like. Don't trust it. You never know. But that's a, that's a great one. I know we were talking about Magic Sam the other day. It's my favorite album that I probably will never be able to find. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's I go just, to some special like website where they do auction houses and that kind of thing where you get into that one. Yeah, it's but, one of those things like where you might have to settle for a bootleg or something like that. And as much as bootlegs hurt because we want to support the artist, it's like that's sometimes the only way you get it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the only way that it 
exists. Like, I think, what was that Cheap Trick album that existed as a bootleg for, like, the longest time, and then they finally officially... Some live album. Live albums tend to be the most bootlegged, I feel like. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying there was one specifically Famously that was, bootlegged yeah. that every, everyone knew, <laughs> and then know. no one did anything we'll about it. We'll get back to you on that. Christian, <laughs> what's, your, what's your holy grail? So... I, I struggle with this. I'm, I've been trying to figure out. I don't have holy grails. Uh, albums are very. How, how about this? How about one that you're you've tried so hard to find and you haven't found yet? So my answer that I'm going to go with is the albums I'm, I've been looking for that I can't find right now because there's an album shortage, just like everything else. So, Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Ooh, can't okay. find it. Heater. <laughs> yeah, great album. Can't find it anywhere. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not looking for anything special. Just and look, I mean, so so it's weird too because it's it's. I guess technically we could go online and order a lot of this sh- shit from eBay, right? Like we can go online and find something and say, "Fuck it, I'm going to spend 150 dollars on eBay." But I think that ruins kind of the fun of the hobby of collecting vinyl. Something right? about it is a, is a treasure hunt. Exactly. Like I want to go to a store and dig through a stack of records and find the album I'm looking I just for. Come it's not this as album, pull it out and be like. Oh wow! I found. I've been looking for this. Yeah, like that's what happened to me a few times. Like yeah, like treasure hunting on Amazon is not as fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's way easier. It's it's when I found Carl Santana's like very first album in like the late '60s. You're like, where would I find this? He wasn't big. No one cared about Carl Santana. Like ZZ Top's first album. No one. And I mean, a great cared about ZZ Top. A great place to look for that kind of stuff is at events like the Chicago Vinyl Connect that we do. Like they usually yeah. have a pretty great selection of stuff. I well, mean they Yeah, they go from like people that want to do DJs to do beat making and being able to like rip off some of the Well six oh six has some great stuff from some and, and some low go, key DJs too like that, Mefta and all these guys and that you he showed me. But a guy that has like, you know, Megadeth records and everything in between. Yeah. It's great. What was the one I got from uh from South Roads was uh, I can't remember what we did I pick a up a lot last, last time we were I did buy a lot last time we were there. Um, I think we no it was uh the score from the Fugees, which is like a real low key album. Like not a lot of people know that album. Yeah, but it's unbelievable. So it, look, okay, if you've never heard the album The Score by the Fugees, go listen to it. It's Lauren Hill pre Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And Wyclef and all these. Oh, is that that's the album? Let me borrow for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all these n- like great old hip hop artists all together on the same album. Did I get Unbelievable. That back to you? I hope so. I'm gonna check now that you brought yeah, that up. Nah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I think like like that is a really really cool find, right? Like I would say that that was probably on the holy grail list for a while but like at the same time you can get it at target i'm not a very advanced you know, like, rap listener but that the shit was bumping dude i, I turned that up a few times. <laughs> that was the Just whitest, that was the whitest not, thing i've ever heard dude <laughs> i'm not a very advanced hip-hop connoisseur but that shit was bumping it was <laughs> made the list <laughs> oh no! Best moments. Oh, this is 
Oh my god, Mike, choose a topic. I think no, we. No, wait. You know what? Uh, album I've been looking for for like a year, and I got to this week. I ordered it. What? Waiting on a song. That's a great album by Dan Arbach. Yeah. Great album. Oh, Dan Ooh. Arbach, dude. I wouldn't have even known that you liked him. It's like crazy. Like, who would have guessed? Mike, would you? No, I. You know, it was. You know, that's it nuts. Was, it was. It was know. so weird to like. You know, <laughs> hang out at you know a, a secret location for Soldier with her school and you know helping her out and then blasting Dan Arbuck for six hours. Yeah, it's it's so weird, dude. Or I would have slash never. Black Keys. I did not <laughs> yeah, slash, I would have oh, never. Sorry, Black Keys was mixed in. My bad. Oh, yeah, the arcs. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, I don't know. Black would have never bad. guessed that you were a Dan Arbuck fan. My bad. Anyway. Anyways, I was looking for that album and now I'm excited and you guys are just. <laughs> Christian's gonna quit the podcast. Mike, it's your turn. Pull a card. All right. What is the champ gonna give me? Oh, he pulled an extra out. Hold on. Uh oh. We're gonna get that back in there. Jeez. That's <laughs> <laughs> the back say. What? Christian, <laughs> what kind of notes? <laughs> what is supposed to just say cheese? I like Havarti. <laughs> Mike likes to party with Havarti, all right? <laughs> Why? Why does <laughs> there's there's a surprise in every box? Oh my god! Why does it say cheese? <laughs> Nothing it's else. It. So it's when we were going through these. <laughs> Huh? You're the one that said cheese, and I wrote it down, and I put it in the hat. The cheese. Cheese? Yeah. When did he say cheese? I don't know why he said cheese. Was it when I was cooking food for people? Yeah. And cheese was an ingredient? <laughs> I was taking topics. You said cheese. <laughs> he did say to catch up, so maybe he is a little farther than we thought. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, Mike, pick another card. God damn it. What's your favorite cheese? <laughs> I already said it. Which one? Havarti. Havarti. That's good. I like Yo, that. you know what? Havarti slaps. <laughs> you know, we're in, we're in agreement. We're in agreement. Anyway. I'm, okay, I'm so we're just going to have our opinion on uh, Waza Craft tuners. Oh, oh yes. my God. Tuners. Tuner pedals. That's the topic. All right. Tuner Which pedals. Tuner pedal do you love? None of them. It's stupid. Uh, my clip-on tuner that I put on my headstock. Yeah. I'm going to spend. for the last 10 years. I'm going to spend $20 <laughs> On an inexpensive tuner. Am I going to spend $230 on a hand-wired? It's Japanese. It's really good looking. It, it is great looking. Really I'm not going to take looking. anything away from the Wazacraft tuner. But it's okay, so stupid. Give it, give it a if you spend $230 on a tuner, I will find you. And I will slap you into making better financial decisions. I would suggest not going to Christian's apartment then. <laughs> Did you? If I ever find out that you bought a fucking Waza tuner with your twenty dollar Fender Champ, <laughs> relax. I only have one Waza Craft, and it's a blues driver, just like everyone else. Hey, I respect the blues yeah, driver Waza Craft. Yes. What I don't respect is a wasn't is if you buy a tuner <laughs> for the price get, of a good hey, pedal. <laughs> look, hey, I'm it has gonna, a really good buffer. It's a great buffer. Okay, you know what? Oh, that's worth no, the no, extra no, no, two hundred no, 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 no. It's not. It's not at all worth it. I will say, if for some reason you have an insane amount of money and you're like, man, I really would like a tuning pedal that's switchable between true bypass and a buffered bypass because I really like the way that that buffer sounds in certain situations. Yeah, go buy the Wazacraft. 
For anybody who makes less than $400,000 a year, you don't get to spend two hundred and thirty. Go get a tuner that's just normal, okay? <laughs> you can get a buffer and a tuner for less. As you can tell, we know who went down the pedal rabbit hole out of all of us. It's just infuriating. Look, and there's nothing against boss pedals. I think boss pedals are great. I think they're unbelievable for the price point. Just get your snark tuner, man. But, that's it. But... But here's my thing is you can get the regular boss tuner for what a hundred dollars? Maybe even less on maybe on, even on less sites. on reverb. Yeah, reverb. Right? You can get the regular boss tuner and it's it's the almost, white one, right? Is almost the, the same thing. Yeah, the white one. Yeah, okay. Almost the same thing, and it's not buffered bypass. But you save a hundred dollars. A hundred and thirty dollars. Maybe even more. Coming from the guy that has four overdrives. (laughs) They each sound different, okay? (laughs) And nothing's from a mass-produced pedal company. Yeah, All boutique pedals. All boutique pedals. (laughs) (laughs) They sound great, okay? You know what doesn't make a noise? Your tuner. Okay? They're trying to put me on blast here. Dylan's pedal board is uh, I underground knew before they were sessions. Cool pedal board. Faithful fans, I will guide you to the promised land. And what's your promised land? Tone. All right, bro. <laughs> but first, here's my clean. But tone. first, here's my clean tone. If Andy Martin hears this, we would love to have. We you love on you, the and uh, you've probably made us we're, buy quite a few pedals. We're your biggest fans, anyways. But first, here's the clean tone. <laughs> the clean tone is you don't need a fucking two hundred and thirty dollar tuner. Okay, that's the clean truth. That's the clean truth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us should have any different opinions. I feel like this episode's ramping up now. All right, do we do we have Would any I different opinions, Christian? If I found a good deal, what's a good deal to you? For a Wazacraft tuner specifically. For a Wazacraft tuner. 120 Yeah, that's super reasonable. Definitely do it. Yeah. It's $20 more than the regular one. Yeah. 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 Well, for those know. options, it's 100% worth Can it. Can you find a Wazacraft tuner for that low? If Absolutely right not. No. That doesn't know what they have. We're just doing a quick reverb Here's scan. the thing. Here's the thing. I understand in theory if you find the right person who doesn't know what they have, you can get something for a good price, Happens right? all the time. There is nobody on God's green earth who has purchased a tuner for $230 and didn't understand why they purchased a tuner for $230. We both know that's not true. There's people. Don't say that. It'll make me sad if I find out. You told me a story this week about a guitar. Oh, that's true. Not going to bring up specifics. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. What are you looking up there? Wait. There's only one for one eighteen, one for one twenty. One eighteen with a hundred. Well, hold on, one eighteen with a hundred and twenty-eight dollars shipping. Yep. What? Yeah. It's in Europe. Where is oh. this at? United Kingdom. Yeah. Was it in pounds? Because that's a lot more than less. No, it's in dollars. Anyway, the decision has been reached. You're a there's moron if you buy a your, Wazacraft or, tuner, Chris. There's only two that are near your price range, plus shipping, and then everything else is like a hundred and thirty and up. Okay. Even used. Anyways, don't buy a Wazacraft tuner unless you have the money to spend. I don't care how good you think it'll make you sound. It won't change the way you sound. 
It'll it's just, a tuner. Yeah, it'll make your guitar in It's tune. stupid. <laughs> Don't do it. I wrote this topic, I'm going to admit, because I wanted to see Dylan rant. <laughs> they just, they push me further and further every week. <laughs> I'm not on this podcast for any other reason. <laughs> The ledge is very shallow. A, okay, <laughs> the Christian, ledge to fall is very shallow. We're almost, for we're Dylan. almost through our topics. Christian, pull another card. <laughs> All right, and the champ says. Survey says. No, the champ says. Champ says. <laughs> piece. Oh, that's a good one. Piece of gear we'd save from a fire. If Ooh. you could only save one piece of gear, guitar, amp, pedal. Can my pedal board be a piece of gear? No, you have way too many pedals to count that. It's just one fucking unit. Get the your hell out of here. Your pedal board probably you started had to build the fire. Freaking, dude, you had to build the fucking handles. The power supply exploded yeah, and yeah, covered dude, it. Yeah. It's a wrap. You had to build fucking handles for it so you can carry it. That, that's not. Is that one unit? No, that's not. So wait, wait. Hold on. You're telling me to be more efficient to unwire my pedal board and take one pedal off of that board. In a very... In this, Theoretical situation. In a very stressful situation where the fires are around your room and you have time to go in there it's for hard, a few dude. seconds to grab one thing. To unwire my pedal board? Your pedal board is like six feet. If you grab that thing, you're going to die in that fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to weigh you down. It's going to start on fire Look, as okay. you're running out of the Dylan's house. Dylan's going to pick it up sideways and not fit through any doorway. <laughs> Look, okay. Our... Our... You're done, all right? Okay, look. Okay, now, our good friend, Joe Cordy, you know, he sold us some beautiful Chase Bliss audio pedals, and I would be devastated if I lost that in a fire, okay? You do love the mood. I do you love do my love mood. mood. And Mike loves his warped vinyl. And yeah. you love your gravitas, okay? So I think we can get off of our pedal high horses here and stop. I think there's only one pedal high horse. You're right. And it's, it's you. me talking about Wazacraft tuners. Fuck you if you buy a Wazacraft tuner. <laughs> Anyways, if I could only grab one piece of gear, it would be a very difficult decision. How about this? Since we have so know. much so much shit, it's one guitar, one pedal. One guitar, one pedal. Oh, that's okay. That, you know, fine. You know, no, that's really yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Does the amp come with? The amp's already out of the house. I was having it serviced. <laughs> <laughs> the amp is part of the equipment you, you can choose. You keep the well, amp so, but in that's, the driveway. But if I take the amp in a pedal, like then I have no guitars. You guys are thinking of this like as there's a fire in front of me, you're walking in a room. This is just a hypothetical situation. I understand that, but if I take a guitar in a pedal and I don't have an amp, there's zero purpose of it. You buy a new amp. Yeah, you buy a new amp. You have insurance, right? I have no money. <laughs> Amps at the shop. It'll be fine. Anyways. Look, I don't, I, don't look, I can't see any look, other look, reason look, look, look. than a guitar. Like you have to save your favorite guitar, right? Well, yeah, you absolutely That's so my like choice. Mike says too. one guitar, one pedal. So I think I would have to save the one that I built. Right? The telly? Yeah. I'm so I built a telecaster, made it to my specifications, and it's beautiful. I love it. It's my child. Frankenstein. It's a Frankenstein. That's, I mean, that's a little aggressive, but I still love it, even if it is a Frankenstein. I love you too, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, save me. Are you going to play me next? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I 
wrote it down as save me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> save me daddy. Save me daddy. <laughs> okay, anyway. Wait, you're not saving your Martin? That's going to go in flames in like five minutes. That's seconds. true. It's <laughs> natural. It's unfinished natural wood. It's gone, dude. It's, Wait, there's no paint to peel. It, it's look, just igniting. If someone thinks about a fire near my Martin, it's gone, okay? <laughs> so Martin's dead and gone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I miss you. The acoustics, there's a space in the middle. It just captures air. I wanna, it's gone. I want to add a new topic to this one. What started Dylan's fire? <laughs> Billy Joel. What's Billy Joel? He lied about it. He did start the fire. (laughs) Anyways, so I would take my Telecaster. As far as pedals go. Are you still sticking with the mood? I think it's it's either got to be the mood or the Keeley Caverns. Really? Why do you sound so surprised? I convinced both of you to buy one of those pedals. I know, but you bought a really good clown pedal. Clown. Clunk, clunk. Yeah, clunk, you got clunk. your slow, you got your multiple overdrives. That thing is amazing. Uh, it's huge. You know what? The Keeley is like everywhere. It's so easy. I mean, so here's the thing. Are we thinking about this realistic or are we talking about things that influence me to play guitar, right? Because if we're thinking about it realistically, the, of this the most expensive one I'm grabbing off the board, regardless of how much it influences yeah. me the to play guitar. The basis of this is like, if it's an end-all, be-all, which are the things that you want? Like, am I stuck with my guitar in this pedal for the rest of my life? Yeah, let's just say in the basis no, of that. Okay. No, you have to build back up. But if you have to keep playing the day after the fire, what do you want? Aww. Okay. If I have to build back up, it's going to be the Keeley Caverns in the... In the telly? It's just... It's Keeley Caverns or the Chase Bliss Mood. They do very similar things. Mm-hmm. The cha- obviously, the Mood does a little bit more. Um, I think the Caverns is a bit more controllable, obviously. But the uh, Chase Bliss uh, Mood is very, you know, it's got the reverb delay. And then um, it's got the mini looper and stuff in there. So it'd be one of those two pedals. Probably the Mood, just because of the fact that it can do a little bit more. A little sentimental that, value, too. That yeah. always adds... Yeah, me well, being that we talked to Joel on the podcast and stuff. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to tell people that, so we might have to cut that out of the episode. You're not going to cut it out. I, I doubt. You keep saying not I'm not going to cut anything out, but you keep... Because every time we talk about cutting stuff out, you forget. I don't forget. I just leave it in unintentionally. Like the conversation about Sweden with Tall Doug, I think was a great... Hey, guess what? 122 in Sweden, baby. Yep. Yeah, 122. Let's go. They like... The abuse. <laughs> <laughs> they can take a joke. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. We actually learned a lot about Sweden. We did. It's true. Okay. Anyway. They're into it. So is it my uh, turn? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Oh. You're probably going to be surprised out of the guitars because I'm, I'm more of the guitar guy out of the group. I don't think Just I'm going to be surprised. Really? What's your, what's your guess then? Christian, what's your guess? Out of my 10 now, I guess. <laughs> Is it really ten? Yeah, it's ten. It's eleven plus the acoustic. Oh. I'm a I'm a guitar nerd. Where I buy pedals, Mike buys guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you see my collection? My house. Remember that? I would I think. Remember the drums. I don't remember seeing eleven guitars. They were on that rack in the corner. So I think Mike. So Mike wants us to Mike. Oh, Mike this wants is over us to like think sixteen his, years uh, of playing guitar. 
Mike wants us to think it's his SG, right? I don't think it's the SG. It's I've not never the SG. Seen you pick it up. It's not the SG. It's not the strat. I don't pick it up around you guys because it doesn't have the pickups that fit what so you guys jam with. It's me. not the SG. It's not the strat. I love the strat. I love I this, love but it. we're Fender people. He's not like us. I'm just no. I'm okay? gonna surprise you on the guitar. I just it's, know that. I I think we can nail this. I think we can get this. So it's not the SG. It's not the Strat. I'm gonna say, the Sheridan. Okay. I don't think it's the Sheridan. I'm going for the uh, random answer. Which one? I'm gonna go with your Jackson. The Jackson. I think it's got too much sentimental value. I don't think you can leave that in the fire. My uh, the guitar choice of mine would be the Washburn. What? Oh, that was my. Ah, oh, that's yeah. You're right. You're right. That was For my second that doesn't choice. Know if you don't have a WI sixty four Washburn from the early two thousands, those things are magical. Something that nobody ever fucking thinks about, even knows exists. But whatever. Yeah, if you snag one, they're cheap because no one knows about them. But uh, the pedal that I would keep, that one's the real difficult one. There's two specifically that. Are really, they just add so much value. It's hard because it's either between the warp vinyl and the caverns because they're the most like exponential. Everything huh. <laughs> you guys were talking bad to me about whether I was going to choose my Chase Bliss or my Keeley Caverns. I convinced both of you to buy a Keeley Caverns, and Mike just said, What was that, Mike? Repeat it. Run it back to me, please. <laughs> either the warp vinyl or the caverns. Oh, Mike's had a caverns for the caverns two days ago. No, more than that. But four days. Technically. Mike's, Mike's had the caverns for four days. Anyway, my point is proven. Christian, what is your save gear in a fire? So, guitar. I don't think it's very surprising. Casino? I, I love the casino. Okay. Love, and hey, so did John Lennon <laughs> and George Harrison he's, and Paul McCartney. He's so. trying. He's trying his best. Yeah, I make. mean... Gary Clark Jr. It is Gary Clark Jr. does love a yep. casino. Yeah, you're right. It is uh, one of the more versatile guitars oh, real in, your, in your arsenal in the sense of like what I feel like you would like. I know you like your strap, but I see you playing the casino as like yeah. the Christian humbucker vibe Kevin in a semi hollow. Black Pistol Fire. I just want to say one thing here, on. guys. I'm guessing your gravitas, though. I just want to say one thing. Christian said Gary Clark Jr. Loves his casino, right? But you know what holds a casino to his body? I, you know what? And That's I think a great it's, question. I wonder, I Dylan. Let me scratch my head here. Hmm. Something that we have a lot to do with sometimes too. But anyway, so Gary Clark Jr. loves his casino, right, Mike? Yeah, and you know what? It's crazy. Like what? What? What holds his guitar to his from the play? You would think like a guitar strap, right? Yeah. So what? Do we use as our guitar straps, Mike? Man, there's only one company that I can think of. One company that we use for guitar straps. Christian, what company do we use for guitar straps? I believe the answer is Soldier Guitar Straps. Interesting, interesting. And what company does Gary Clark Jr. use for guitar straps? You know what? I think I, it's also it's also soldier guitar wow. straps. You know what? Isn't it great when the world has coincidences like great this? minds think alike? Your favorite music podcasters and Gary Clark Jr. have the same taste in guitars and guitar straps. Actually, this is crazy. I wanna I wanna update my answer. I haven't I haven't decided the second piece of gear yet. It's his Wazograph too. <laughs> <laughs> 
He secretly he has one at home. He secretly has one. I didn't tell you guys. Because I knew you guys would just berate me. That's why he put one in there. That's why it's just random was a crap. Why is why, why such a specific question? No idea. I just wanted to see how you guys feel about it. <laughs> Before I tell you that I have one. <laughs> as as he two pieces of gear I would save it a fire. My guitar and my Wazacraft tuner. <laughs> the tone that comes out of this, bro. Oh. <laughs> that Yo, buffer. Have you heard how tuned my guitar is, bro? <laughs> my guitar is so tuned it sounds out of tune. It's so Freaking tuned. Anyway, carry on. I've, no, I, my I vote's don't know the, how. My vote's the Gravitas for you. No, out of all the pedals, Gravitas, I mean, Joel sent that to us. It's a, such a cool story. There's there's no doubt I'm grabbing the Gravitas. But the piece I'm absolutely in love with is the last strap that Jen from Soldier gave me for the casino. But that's not a pedal. No, it's we not said a pedal. guitar pedal. The guitar comes with the strap. So... I met That's Jen. a given. Yeah. Jen was doing an event in Chicago. Okay. And I met her and she's like, oh, grab a strap. And I'm like, okay, cool. I looked through them and I found the perfect one that matched the casino and it had the right flower pattern to it and the ends of leather was so, green, which matches so my casino. You and Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> both play casinos. Yes. You both use soldier straps. Yes. You are Gary Clark Jr. I don't want to say yes to that one. You okay. got the beard. You got the beard. You got the sure. beard void. Yeah. That's a Garrett Clark Jr. beard if I've ever seen one. We'll, we'll get back. I mean, we'll touch back to this later. Yeah. But, You're going to leave uh, us hanging no. on your pedal collection there? What? You're going to leave us hanging on your pedal collection? No, it's the Gravitas. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Cool. That was set in stone. On so wait, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me ask you one thing. If it wasn't the Gravitas, what would it be? Um, you're not gonna like this answer. Don't you dare say the Metal Master from Digitech. <laughs> no, I have not put that on my board. Thank God. Um, right now my two favorites are the Blues Driver, of course. Okay, Wazacraft. I have no problems with Wazacraft, but I have problems the with them selling a tuner. And uh, the Boss. Oh, what do they call it? DD three, the digital delay. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a great pedal. Yeah, I guess okay. if the the two, I have no, I have no I have no problems with yeah. any of those selections. Yeah. I guess if it wasn't the two fancy for me, it'd definitely be my J Rocket Audio and my Wah. Yeah, sure. the J Rocket Archer is phenomenal, and you have that uh, what was slash it? The slash Wahs. His great. I guess the newest one, even though it came out like well, 10 so they years have ago. two. They have two slash wads. They have one that's from like his Miles Kennedy and the Conspirator stuff, and then they have one from like his Slash's Snake Pit stuff. So the Snake Pit one's what a little bit higher pitched, a little bit yeah more, and then his sharp Miles Kennedy stuff is warmer, and the outfit of the pedals are like road worn, almost look like relict, but not like with scratches on it. It's just the paint job looks like it's relic. Damon Counter, three, four. Four. Is it really four? It's four. Cheers. 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 Bink. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Dave, you're the man. You're the man, Dave. Thank you, Low Res. And Dave Lowe's. at Low Res Brewing, Low Res Brewing, are. Chicago. We should probably plug the brewery. Yeah, L O R E Z dot com. Let's break this down for you, okay? L O R E C. Low Res Brewing, Chicago. At 
I believe is 2101 Carpenter, right around the Pilsen neighborhood. Correct? You know what? You said that with so much confidence. I believe you. We're going to run with it. If I'm wrong, someone please correct me. Anyways, Dave. Dave runs Low Res Brewing. Dave is the absolute man. He dressed as Lemmy for Halloween. You know? He had the hair. He had the hair. He had the mutton chops. It worked well. Yeah. Anyways, Low Res Brewing was kind enough to... Side note, got the address right. Sponsor this ridiculous... You got the address right, Dylan. Did I really remember the address to Low Res? You got it. It is. (laughs) 2101 Carpenter. Sick. Got it. Anyways, Low Res Brewing. The only beer for when you want to drink beer, I think. Okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It started off great, and then it kind of tapered off. (laughs) Low Res Brewing is the only beer you should drink when you want to drink beer. It's the beer drinker's beer, all right? <laughs> the beer drinker's beer. There you beer go. Beer drinker's beer. It is the... And look, I'm a beer person. Yeah. Low-res brewing, especially the Damon, right? Four Damons. The Damon is, no joke, one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. In my and opinion. And, it's, yeah. and it's, it's to the point where, like... It's in Pilsen. I live in the suburbs outside of Chicago. You drive out to go get it. I drive out to go get it. And if I can't drive out to go get it, I have cravings for it. Like, I'm just like, I no, need because then Damon's. you just make me get it for you. Then I make Christian get it for me. But, and that's how it works. The thing for drive me, too, to is like, I was, uh, I was late to the game for the craft brewing thing. So I have a different idea on that. But it's like, the w- reason why I like this so much is like, this is what I thought beer was supposed to taste like when I was like a kid. Like, this is what I thought it was it, like. Dude, that is such a good point. Like, like the look, like, the feel, the taste. You're like, this is what I thought it was supposed to taste like. And every beer that I've had 100%. like that was like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not what I imagined in my head. Like, when you were 16 and your friend's brother got you a 30-rack of Milwaukee's best. <laughs> Bush light. Bush light. <clears throat> and you took a sip and you're like, why do people drink this? They I still, shouldn't. I still, I still wonder... Those college days, everyone buying like Natty Ice from Milwaukee. They shouldn't drink that. But Mike is exactly right. This is what you thought as a kid, like how delicious beer would be. Yeah, this is like whenever I when I had the first time, and I was exactly it. I was like, dude, this is like what I thought beer was supposed to taste like. And then that's why I probably got turned off by beer because then I had like Corona, and I was like, what the what? What? This is not what I thought. All right. Anyways, we got a couple more questions to get through. Whose turn is it? Oh boy. Sorry. <laughs> suspenseful anyway, music. Suspenseful music. Uh, Dylan, I think it's um, your turn. Is it mine who who'd pick? That was, I think that was... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, that I'll pick me. one. I'll pick one. Pretty sure. Okay, anyways. We're falling apart here. All right. But we're falling pulling, apart well. Pulling a card out of the champ here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did Christian throw a wild, wild card in there? Fuck this. You couldn't even toss it. Yeah, <laughs> We're getting rid of that fucking card. If anyone wants to know, it's called What Do You Think of Ska? Christian was real hot on the Ska before I talked to him for 40 seconds and changed you his know, mind. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to explain this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain why I keep bringing up Ska. I just want to be the first person to call out that the fourth wave is coming. He's he real. wants to be the guy. So when it happens, I told you so. I want to be the guy. Was when they're talking about the fourth wave, they're gonna be like, 
yeah, this guy on this podcast, he called it. it so you want to be the super hipster that called out a genre before anyone knew it was cool. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that because of the things he just said, Christian Chavez is off of the podcast for the second, for the second time, time of tonight. the episode. <laughs> for the second time tonight. Third time and it actually happens. Okay? So tread lightly. If that gives you any indication on the commitment on this whole, I don't even know how to say it. Words. We're four demons deep. Words is hard. Uh, anyways, okay, Next so the, the real question that has absolutely nothing to do with Ska. Finally. Gibson or Fender? So I think that's a tough choice so coming from... we're going to lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> so, well, so here's the thing. All three of us own a Gibson product, and all three of us own a Fender product. True. I own the low end and the high end. Exactly, right? So I have a Gibson SG50s Tribute. I have a P90s. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we talked about a little bit ago my custom built Fender Tele. Yep. I mean, it's not really a Fender Tele, but it's a Fender design that I it's made the, myself. It's not like you're trying so to. So it's be, a Fender Tele. It's not like you're being modern about it. It's a yeah. standard Tele kind of body and neck, and then your own little flavor. My own too. little spin on the wiring. So yeah. it's, it's close to being a regular Tele. It's close enough for me to make this judgment that I like Fender style necks. And it's I got all the right parts. On. Yeah. It's got the right parts. Exactly. Christian, what? Fender player strat so from the 90s? I grew up 90s? with Fender strat. Okay. Grew up with early 2000s. That was my first Fender, Mexican Fender. Loved it. Gave it to my brother. And then uh, that disappeared from your hands, I'm assuming. I, I gave it to him because... Oh, that's right. You stopped playing guitar. Dang. Stopped playing. Well, it was better suited for him. He was... He's in college for music, all right? Yeah. Yeah. So it made sense. Yeah. Anyways, now I'm back to Fender because I bought a Fender Strat. A 96 Mexican Mexican player or and, whatever uh, they were. It's yeah. a beaut, man. You put the tur- tortoiseshell. a freaking beaut. <laughs> So I have that, and then I don't know. I guess the closest thing I have to uh, your, your two Epiphones, probably the Les the Les Paul. Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, the high end. Well, well, so I Les mean, Paul. I guess the Casino is a, a variant of what the E three thirty nine, three thirty, I think three three thirty five, or I don't know. I don't know that exactly. Three thirty, yeah. I think, is the the full hollow body. I've always Anyways. just looked at the Sheratons because they were like anyway. Anyways, anyways, I, that foam Les Paul Black Beauty. That's probably the closest thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's Gibson family, right? So, so what's your what's your what's your take on it then, Christian? Well, I'm selling the Les Paul. So, all right. So Christian's Fender, and I bought a Strat. Christian is Team Fender. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Dylan has to say. It's tough, man. I mean, so here's the thing. My Telly is not a legit telly right so it's yeah. it does things that a normal telecaster doesn't do but at the same time my sg is like i mean we've talked about it i feel like it's the telecaster of gibson right it's got the unbound fretboard it's got the uh single coil pickups it's it's closer to a telecaster than it is to a less one ball. fat piece of mahogany it's like, just a yeah. thick old piece of mahogany mm-hmm. um it's almost closer to a Telecaster than it is to a Les Paul. And it's it's tough because it's, I don't know, man. I mean, I think they have their place in time. I really do. Like, I mm-hmm. think 
certain styles of music or th- certain things I'm playing call for the SG, and I think certain things I'm playing in certain styles of music call for the Telecaster. And I think what you, gets called more then in your like musical? So you're saying like if I'm writing something, which which yeah, do Gibson, I pick up first or the most? I think yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Is is which which do I pick up which first? Which tool which gets used the most? I mean, I think the Telecaster. I really do. I think there's just a lot of tonal options for me there. Well, and you again, did save that one from a fire. I saved my code. Yeah, you did say you were going to save it from the fire. Yeah. But I, I think hypothetical it's... Hypothetical fire. Hypothetical fire. <laughs> that anything and everything was gone. First. Yeah. Save me, Daddy. Even the amps. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Everybody stop it. Um, yeah, I, I just think... I think the Telecaster is a really well-rounded guitar. And it's hard for me to, like... I don't know. Turn my back on it. You know, it is. It's. I love my SG. That's very true. You've cycled through so many different pedals, amps, guitars, whatever. That's and that's been like the one constant the of my rig. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it's. I, I really like my SG, but I don't think I could get rid of my Telecaster if it meant. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about you? I know you've got I'd like things all over the place. You've got the biggest guitar collection of all of us. So <laughs> yeah, I have everything from a hollow body to heavy screamo metal to casual humbuckers to whatever. Um, thing for me is I have a of an 06 SG standard um, outfitted with some other pickups. But uh, when I had it stock, it was a really great guitar, obviously. Um, and then now that I have, I have a, I guess a premium Mexican Strat, which is not like a true USA, but um, I don't know. F- the thing is, is that Fender Strats have their very specific sound that no other guitar really creates. So it's very, very identifiable. But uh, I'm just a humbucker man at heart, so I, re- I have to have to go Gibson just because the humbuckers that they produce, you know, humbuckers. Yeah, dude, the humbuckers, dude. The bucker hum. They're they're so tasty, and you can roll them down with the tone and, and the volume, and you can get some some kind of squishy tones. And, and yeah, really I good. mean, I get that for sure, and. So that's just my preference. I'm a humbucker man. I have one set of single coils, and that's on my Strat. Yeah, that kind of tells the story. I I get that for sure. I even have like high grain. uh, There is something special. I think about just the Gibson pickups in general. I think are a little bit. That's why I never got rid of those. I put them in the Explorer. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. so I think there's something special. So I actually have a early Paul Reed Smith SE Custom, and that's got my. Burst Gibson, yeah, Burst Bucker Pros in it. Bro, Pros, there you go. Burst Bucker Pros in it. So it's got Les Paul pickups in my Paul Reed Smith. And then my SG actually has single coil P90s in it. There's something really great about the Gibson pickups, but I think something really great about the way that the Fender plays. So that's my answer. Fender. So is it two Fenders and a uh, Gibson vote? Two Fenders and a Gibson vote. And a Gib. Well, if, I mean, okay, so. Mike's a Gibby vote. Again, yeah. the, the guitar I saved from the fire was my casino, which is owned by Gibson. I don't know. I don't know how to vote this one. Yeah, it's hard because uh, Christian is a flip-flopping some bitch. So oh, I like I like Fender, but my casino that that specific thing. But so that's that's what's interesting is a lot of people equate that single coil sound with Fenders, right? Yep. But we're talking about we would 
Our second favorite guitars to our fenders are single coil Gibson designs. Except for Mike. Except for Mike. Mike can go fuck himself. Or if you get a <laughs> Washburn WI-64, you can roll in Mike, the Mike, shut the fuck up about your weird Washburn, dude. Nobody <laughs> cares. Um, right. But no, so I mean, you're right, because it's, yeah, our fenders are number ones, right? And then number two would be a Gibson or an Epiphone, which is a Gibson family, Gibson design, mm-hmm. with Gibson single coils in it. So are we just saying we're... Su- Single coil guys versus huh. humbucker. That's a good. One. Is I have that no P90. the better option. I have no P90s in my collection, so that's a good point. So I'm a straight humbucker guy. You have ten guitars and no P90s. No, I like them, but I don't like them enough to have them in a guitar full time. Okay. Anyways, honest review. <laughs> We've got two more questions from the hat. Do we do we pick one or we or do from both? the champ? Mike just threw away. We got two more questions from the champ. Yeah, that's, I threw that one away for a reason. What's, what was the question, sir? It's not a question. It's a statement. What is the... Why is Christian so great? Well, it says why at the beginning, so I think that's a question. So would that's you true. please answer that? That is a question. Why is Christian so great? Yeah, I mean, it is his one-year anniversary episode, so we got to kind of be <laughs> polite. I wrote the questions, okay, guys? After after the 20-minute beratement of the Wazicraft. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be respectful. We need, we need to be respectful. We need to be responsible. Why is Christian so great? Well, I think Christian's so great is because he's like me, because he's a very, in the background, reviews everything analytical, and then projects his opinion after everyone says their thing. Oh, okay. I'm kind of the same way. That's a good answer. Excellent. We, I think we vibe on that the same way, because we watch Dylan run around, and we're just like, what is Dylan doing? Yeah. <laughs> we just wait uh, So if the question is, why is Christian so great? He's not. Okay, well, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> The team Fine. synergy here has just really flown well. <laughs> We're f- no, I love Christian. Christian has taken our, I guess, business sense to a whole nother level. I mean. Well, he's our connection to the city. He's our connection to the city, but not only that is he's an idea guy, you know. Comes up with these people who we would have never thought to talk to or invite to do an interview. And, yeah, just... It's it's all worked out so far. If the second Christian makes a mistake, we're getting rid of him. But you've gotten rid of me four times. But he hasn't done it yet, so he hasn't really made a big mistake. So that's you that's kind of more of like anytime I say something against you. Anyways, Christian, <laughs> please answer the question of why you, are you so great? Because I'm good at everything. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've got one more question. Is your head still fit on your neck after that? Oh, oh yeah, he's gonna have a hard time getting through the door. But anyway, I'm doing the land the Norris exercises. <laughs> yeah, there you go, dude. We're not talking about F one, F one jokes, F one jokes. Anyways, we have a lot of things in common in this group. Why did we start a podcast? Actually, I don't know why. You should have answered this one. I didn't start it. I joined. Okay, why did we start a podcast? Well, the real answer is uh, we're part of the new world order. We're trying to take over the universe. You know, a lot of people talk about the secret cabal of lizard people underneath the Earth's crust. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're, we're that. Wait, I thought yeah, it was rabbit people. 
Uh, or is that a different rabbit thing? people? Different thing. Different thing. Are they? Uh, uh, it was rabbit people are kind of like on the surface of the crust, and the lizards yeah, are like yeah, way yeah. further. Oh, okay. Lizards are further. My down. mistake. My mistake. We are lizard people, and uh, I truly think that we will take over the universe because it's been predetermined at this point right? by the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah. So Absolutely. the Illuminati told us we were going to be really famous. Yeah. If you just look at the bill, it tells you, dude. Fucking idiot. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. You open your eyes, man. God damn it. Fucking the world around you? Wake <laughs> up, sheeple. Jesus sheeple. Christ. <laughs> Anyways. All right, that's as far as I can take that joke. Yeah. Um, so we started a podcast because we love music, and I think that's it. I think we've just been having a lot of fun drinking beer and getting to know music. Basically, it's guitars, pedals, vinyl, Music, beer, and live music specifically is very important to all of our productions, which we do everything Absolutely. live. Every single video shot, every single audio clip recording that you see was not cut and chopped together and put take one with take three. Everything's done live, and they choose the right one that they want. So, I think it's cool to be able to say, like, like, with our show, like we really, I think, strive to put the artist forward. You know... Which well, because if it's not, if they weren't around, what would it be for? I mean, that's exactly. what we wanted. We but wanted think, to build I a platform. The, I think the authenticity of saying, like, you know, I think a lot of these, you look at some of these famous YouTube kind of live sessions things, I think a lot of the stuff we do in that respect is geared more towards how the artist wants to be represented versus how we want to represent them. You know, I think a lot of the videos on youtube are all kind of like the idea of the producer of that show rather than how the artist wants to present themselves very planned and organized which isn't a bad thing but when we ask an artist like what do you want to do do you want to bring your full band you want to bring half a band you want to just be you and have some play guitar just you and guitar like what do you want to do we're going to set it up to record of what you want to do one of my favorite things is we're not asking you like you need to have the full band here we're not accepting anything else you know we're not like that I love when an artist asks, like, okay, can we do this? I'm like, yeah, I don't, you, you tell me, you're the artist. You're the person who's you're the giving us person. Yeah. Yeah. the I, content, right? I like, love that uh, part. Like, yeah. you tell us how you want it because you're the one creating it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just wanted to build a platform to where we could push people's stuff and people are going to listen to it that may have not heard it. That's yeah. very basic, but... One of the things that also I, I, I feel like what makes this work is we each have a different focus in the music category. Yeah, I would say so. We, we, we each like different things, and that seems to like blend really well. Well, if we all like the same thing, I don't think this show would work out very well. Yeah. No, because I can scream at you over your fucking Wazicraft tuner. <laughs> It'd just be too, like, almost, like, predetermined, almost. Yeah. Like, it just... Yeah expected and predictable and the one category kind of kind of soft <laughs> honestly yeah but that's why we have a podcast yeah because music is sick and that's what we do and that yeah. runs yeah it speaks to everybody and i think on that note it's time for us to end yeah what's the final damon count because we got i got four in front of me how many did you have christian i I have pretty much one Damon and two shots of gin. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say that. You fucked it up. Six Damons. Six Damons. Six Damons only? 
Christian, how many Damons? I think I'm at four. Damon, you drank so, four. And- so the final Damon count is nine Damons. <laughs> nine Damons. Nine Damons. Nine out of five Damons. <laughs> got at eight and a half percent. So we've got a... Long that ahead of us. Yep. The night's just begun. Nine out of five Damons. But uh, you know what? We appreciate you guys having a a listen on this fun podcast. If you lasted this far. This was a great podcast, actually. This is one of, I think, most, one of our most complete episodes. And you know what? You got to learn a little about what our gear is, what we want, what we don't like, what we would save, risk our lives for, for our gear. Why Christian would want a 200 and something dollar tuner. Um, It's a piece of shit. Anyway, I never even said I wanted it. I've heard you say it. Anyways, thank you for listening. If I found a deal. <laughs> He's still talking about it. God fucking damn it. Yeah, well, go on Reverb right now and go buy the $135 one go on Reverb and buy shipping. a freaking Wazacraft tuner. Anyways. It's in the U.S. <laughs> if you're listening to this, we love you dearly because we wouldn't be able to do this obnoxiously stupid shit. Without, without you guys watching you our videos, folks. Yeah, especially you find folks in Sweden. All five. Yeah, of you. you keep fucking rocking. Yeah, you, you guys rock bastards. <laughs> you know what? 